0: Forever! Dog!
1: Man, what's weird is. None of us have, were in a fraternity.
2: No. 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 Is that weird? Is it weird that none of us were in one or that we are going to talk about it but we don't have that experience?
1: I mean, we. I think that we're going to talk about it but we don't have that experience.
2: I feel. I am. Um, oh, so go ahead. I was almost inducted into the, the, the theater fraternity, but then I, I then I left my school. What? What's a theater fraternity? Oh, wow. a, yeah, really. yeah, we had a theater fraternity. What does that you mean? You know what I mean? No, I don't. Did you, that's that that's why I'm asking. Stepping? I don't did know. You do I did get kidnapped. I got kidnapped. You got kidnapped? Yep. I didn't know where I was going. In like a- You put a little thing over your head and stuff? Like a tra- Put a, little, a trap door? No, they didn't do that. I think I was- I can't remember. I guess they must have put a thing over my head. I remember being kidnapped. Wow, all right. And I remember being like, you're going to, you know, them being like, this is the theater fraternity. And I was like, whoa, this is, wow. (laughs) And then I left the school, and then, you know, then it didn't matter. But it was, like, supposed to be the start of, it was the end of the school year, and it was supposed to be the start of whatever it would take to be inducted into
0: the thing. I've had friends who are in sororities, um, my grandmother was an AKA, like she was like one of the, yeah, she was like one of the first ones here at NYU or something mm-hmm. like that. So my grandmother's house, my stepdad's mom has so much AKA stuff. Like, uh, they end up repainting one of the rooms, but she had literally an all pink room and then a green room, like a pink room and a green room. I'm like, okay, this is this is a lot. And then I've also <laughs> had friends who are like, I have a friend who also is an AKA now. And I had a friend who I would be very sensitive because I know he listens to the podcast. Who was online for a fraternity that got dropped because of different reasons. I just remember physically seeing him once and seeing was, what his bruises. And I remember being like, "So
1: he was doing the work for
0: this fraternity. He was doing the work, and but then, the but then I think the fraternity hey,
1: got dismantled.
0: Something happened during his pledging nice time. The yeah, where they like they had to just drop the line. And I'm like. To see someone's, this is my thing, to see someone's body, right, and I'm pretty sure people who listen to this are in frats and sororities and they can tell you all the great things, but to see you, see someone get beat and then later be like, oh, this is like my brother, I'm like, my mind was a goddamn individual, is that what they call us? Like, Uh as a goddamn individual, my mind just can't, I just don't, I can't see, I don't get it, like. Bruises, bro. The right.
2: goddamn individual. Um, I think that's I, I, I think <laughs> not, I think that's what they call you. You're a goddamn I'm a individual. goddamn individual. <laughs> like, is that I a could, bad thing? Or I, don't, I mean, I could be saying it, it wrong, it is too. right. I don't know. <laughs> it, I it's guess? like it's like you're not in the brotherhood. You're a goddamn individual. Oh, which is like goddamn. gross to them. Right? Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, I think
0: right. I think that's how it is. And maybe I'm saying it wrong. I just like I just remember seeing my friend's arm and being like, "No, dude." I mean, right. I just remember being like so nervous. 'Cause it's like it's different when you're like right. when you it's a different color. I'm like, right. bro, what the fuck? Anyway, yeah. So goodness. Yeah. That's yeah, I don't you know uh, I, but I know people like my friend, she's she's in the AK's, I think in somewhere uh-huh. in Maryland and she loves it. Loves it, loves Founders Day. Like she's right. so she seems to like have had a really good experience with yeah.
1: it. You know what I mean? I mean, if I if I think back to my school days. If you go back to your school days, what, Burry? Don't
0: ask no, no, him no, what... No, 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 he has like to finish... You... No,
1: that was, that was, no, he just said... If he well, I'm just kind of reminiscing days. here because we're talking about this and I'm just, you know, I'm thinking about my school days. Okay, and what, what about him?
2: I'm... I'm. I'm Bray gonna... is farther away from the phone than you are, Jarrah, so I can't tell if he's emphasizing the Z really oh, hard. He, is no, he doing no, no. that?
0: No, no, he keeps saying it and then closing his eyes like he's remembering something but he hasn't said It's like, <laughs>
1: I'm just... Oh, I don't, I'm just really picturing... My school days. Wow. (laughs) So now we're just gonna really go into it. His eyes are completely
0: (laughs) closed. Everyone, it is. All right. Well, those were the school days. You're gonna keep saying it. You're gonna keep. (laughs) All right. Let's just start the show. Jonathan Braylock,
2: James the Third, what more
1: Welcome to Black Man Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood sit it. Dean,
2: Big Brother Almighty. <laughs> Big Brother Almighty. <laughs> Big Brother Almighty. That was good. That was good. Uh, welcome it was to between more... that and wake up. <laughs> wake between those up.
1: two. I can't. I can't. Uh for those of you who do not know, this lovely incredible voice you're listening to right now is yeah. that of the one and only Jonathan Braylock. Did you even like that, did you? Like, I loved it. There's
0: no way you liked it. Oh, <laughs> God, no, I hate this. This. It
1: felt so good. This,
0: <laughs> I have cringes. This is Gerard Milligan. <laughs> yeah, and these you're not listening to the oh, dulcet
2: God. tones of James <laughs> the Third.
0: Wait, what, what wait. happened to the... I nope, hate the this. <laughs> I, why can't you just say your names right?
1: Just saying uh, names. I did. I said it perfectly.
2: Now, I said it the way that it needs to be um, transmissioned into people's ears.
1: <laughs> now, uh, for those who are listening for the first time, we are a film review podcast. Mm-hmm. We review the films of leading black actors. We talk about them in the context of race yep. and diversity uh-huh. in Hollywood. Love it. And today, we're reviewing the independent film. <laughs>
2: Was this an independent film? I mean, it's not
1: technically independent, but it was only released in 224 theaters. School days. This is a Spike Lee joint.
2: Look, it's been four
1: years. It came out in 1988. We review independent films now. We do, we do, we do. This came out in 1988. Uh, It made $14.5 million. Okay. What was the budget? I mean, I don't know what the budget was. I don't know what the budget was because, you know, it's not not up on box office. Uh, Uh, Right now it has a... It's got a fifty-nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's technically not fresh.
0: That's 60 to be fresh, right? That's
1: right. The audience score is 80% though. Uh and this did come, I believe, wait now. Did Do the Right Thing come before or after this? I wanna say I wanna say before, but am I right? Or am I? Yeah, it was his second
2: movie according to But wait. Do the Do the Right Thing was was third. No, I got to look at the full. F- I got to look at the full. Was that on, third hold on, hold
0: on, or fourth? I'm looking up the list. I'm looking up the list.
2: Do the, Oh, wait. So,
1: sorry. Do the Right Thing was third. It came out in 1989. Wow. So this was before Do the Right Thing. Um. Okay. She's Gotta Have It was first. Do you remember that? Now, Lawrence Fishburne is a star of this. Yep. Uh. But Hell also yeah. as Teacher Campbell. Also has... Gus. Yes. Giancarlo Yo, Esposito. this movie got everybody. It got... It got... Bill Nunn. Morpheus. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gina. L- Lauren, Lawrence okay.
0: Gus. Oh, goodness gracious. Dwayne Wade. This is what Gerard does. It. <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
2: Radio I, I mean, thing Wade. Thing was mo- Did you say Dwayne Wade? Dwayne Wade? Wade? <laughs> Dwayne Wade. <my> fo- <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Dwayne Wade is in this movie. Dwayne <laughs> Wade is
1: in this. He's two. <laughs> uh, uh, Spike Lee, of course. Uh, yeah, it's got some other cool people in there. Uh, Asi Davis, uh, you got uh, what's her name, man? I'm man, I'm trying to find the she was on a honestly. I remember her from I think Mad TV, Tyra Farrell.
2: Was she on Mad TV? What was she from? Do you
1: guys remember her, Tyra Farrell?
2: Tyra Farrell, um. That is a good question uh because what do I, remember yes, her I feel from? like I had the same she's in white I, think Man I had Can't the jump. same feeling as I was watching She's it. in
1: poetic justice, the cape, the corner soul Food, the shield
2: no, what the fuck do I remember? she wasn't in mad t v we also I got know? we also got Jasmine guy in here, I mean but Jasmine guy, I mean, come on, we must can we spend an hour talking about
0: we got Jasmine guy we please? got Jasmine
2: guy I mean I mean we, we can. Got, um uh there's the other guy from uh um uh, oh right Samuel Jackson, of course.
0: Oh yeah, Jerry Curl. <laughs> I forgot. There's one other Samuel dude.
2: Jackson was so great in this. Um, but just looking at the cast list. Okay, well, first of all, after watching the movie, it's like the the, the true like Spike Lee like troop of actors are definitely present yeah, here. Yeah, and it's so fun to see everybody and like the way that they're cast this time. I mean, I, obviously, this is his second or right. third movie, but like to see. You know, you know. Now this person's doing this role, or you know, now this is the way we're going to see them. Was super fun. I'm just looking at the cast list though, and Rusty Condiff is in this movie, and he directed Boys in the Hood, not Boys in the Hood, <laughs> Tales from the Hood. Rusty. That's what I remember Tyra Farrow from is Boys in the
1: Hood. Rusty. Man, there's a lot of people in here.
0: There's a lot. A lot of people And she was in, in uh,
1: White Men Can't Jump. Uh okay, Ozzy uh, Davis. I'm sorry. I apologize to everybody.
0: No man, it's just so many. It's just Everybody's so many... like
1: Tyra. Fa- how do you not know who Tyra Farrow is?
2: There's so many actors in this movie. It's just it's just insane. Um, there's just there's honestly too many actors in the movie. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's just like how dare they cast this many people of color in a movie? Wow. How would wow, you, how keep would you,
1: that in? How would you <laughs> keep that
0: sneezing. How would you even describe what this movie's about? Just like well,
1: I'm in a little bit of a school days about it. But here we go. Oh, Let's try to God. do. Okay, wow. honestly. <laughs> What we have to do right now is initial thoughts because we talked about what what this film is. For those of you who don't know, who've never seen it, who are like, I'm not going to see it. I want you to talk about it. All right, fine. I guess we got it. <laughs> um, we're at uh, HBCU. We got college kids. Mm-hmm. We got two different kinds. We got the kids who pledge to the sororities and the fraternities. Mm-hmm. And then we got, you know, the kids who are like, nah, we... We down for the cause. We, you know, we are united as black. I don't know what do you call them. They, they were like they're like they're like the the, the black activist kids. Black the activist one. kids. Yeah, yeah, they're like the ones like man. Uh, they uh, they want to march. We can't have this fried chicken on this menu, right? They feel like the other kids are uh, selling out and trying to be white, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, that, that's the main contention, I would say. But uh, you also have Spike Lee's character who is uh, pledging, so mm-hmm. we we kind of get that storyline. Uh, and then, honestly, it, 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 about thirty percent of this movie is a musical. Yep. Did you know that? Yo, I honestly did you I know su- that thirty percent of this movie is a straight up musical? When I suggested
0: it, I was like, "Oh, people are getting ready to go back to school. This would be smart." I did not know we're about to watch a two-hour, like, kind of a quasi musical. Oh, and the thing is, they do the songs in full. It's not even right. like we're going to give you a little yeah. hint. It's like, no, no, no. Three and a half,
2: five minutes, yeah. the
0: whole song.
2: But the reason I say quiet, And having not yeah. seen this before, it suddenly made that like 14-minute dance number in Malcolm X make more sense. It was like, oh, that's why they uh, just hold on that dance number for so long.
1: <laughs> and there's one in um, Black Klansman, too. I mean, we're going to talk about this. All right. Shall we do
2: initial thoughts? Ooh, I'm scared to go first. Oh, okay. Uh, James, are you scared to go first? <laughs> I am not scared to go first. I just have a cookie in my mouth.
1: Wow. So no, yeah, please chew off the mic. We get too many complaints already about me I'm
0: say about John eating my eating. donut.
1: Okay, I'm ready.
2: <laughs> I'm ready, <laughs> and I will do and I will do my initial thoughts. This movie's great. It's so fun. Um I was very confused by the by the musical elements of it, and I but I will but I must admit that I hastily watched uh, this movie for the first time literally moments before starting this recording wow. um so um, you are the so jason the,
1: manzoukas of our I'm about podcast that's, I'm about to say that's a james thing
2: to do though that's not that's not unheard of um i know it's not unheard of but i but when I'm, if if it's something that i feel like i want to digest like i try to give it the time and the care and take notes or whatever but this one in particular i was like oh i'm gonna there's no, there's just no way. So I, so <laughs> I feel, I feel horrible, but also like, um, hopefully people understand. And there's two other voices that will be able to talk a little bit more nuanced than I will about particularly that, those elements. Um, but they were fun. It was great to see Tisha Campbell singing. I love her in Little Shop of Horrors. She's so great in that. Um, so it's great. It was great to see her in this role and like having solos and stuff because in those other, in that movie, she definitely doesn't have any. Um, and, and when they, I was telling you guys off mic, but like, I really enjoy the conversations that are had in the movie and like the fact that we do sort of get so many sides to what, what is a nuanced conversation, you know, like, I mean, I think that the movie, even though I think that they, that they present as many angles as they can, I think the movie has a very clear opinion and Spike Lee has a very clear opinion about the, the answers to those questions. Um, but like, I love the scene in the, in the, in the dorm room when, when Lawrence Fishburne is just like, I need you guys to have my back. I don't need, I can't have you turning into, um, you know, the, the, he gives some examples and then moments after that they're in the, they're in the, um, KFC and Samuel Jackson's like, nah, you guys ain't you you guys ain't are better than us. And then we have another yet another conversation. That's that that has been happening before this, and uh, continues to happen after this. But those moments are really fun. I love. I also love that the first song is about like good and bad hair, and like it's just a a ten, it feels so minute, long twenty minute um uh, a number of of just like women different hairstyles. Um, just singing about like my hair's the best, your hair's the best, having fights. Um, uh, all of that was super fun. Um, and then by the end, like I, I, uh, there's so much to say. Um, um, but by the end, like I love the sort of meta, like yelling at everyone to wake up, um, uh, you know, even the looking to camera and telling you know and telling the audience at home to wake up. Um I love all that and I and I love every time I see Spike Lee break the fourth wall in that way. Um so it was cool to see, like it was cool to see um early, unrefined uh Spike Lee at uh, you know. Uh yeah. I feel weird saying that, you know, in a, in a film review podcast being like, "Oh, it was good to see like a good to see a Spike Lee movie." <laughs> but um but yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Okay. You want me to go? Sure.
1: <laughs> well, here's the thing. Here, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, okay. So it's kind of like we in school right now, okay? Is what you know what I mean? This, first of all, let's be, let's be honest about this. This is the season. This is this is. Welcome back to school season, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, now, we, we old, so we we don't have to go back to class. I'm with you still. Uh, but we we do this podcast. Still with you. And sometimes this podcast is like a classroom, you mm. know? Mm-hmm. Sometimes we watch movies that we understand on an educational level mm-hmm. why we're watching this movie. I, hey, I like what you're You know, know what I mean? This. It's like, I'm looking at this movie and I'm like, you know what? I got a lot of papers I can write about this. You right, know, right, I got, right. we got a scene here. We got a scene there. Mm-hmm. You know, we're like, oh, I like how he uses the camera this way. Sure, I like how we, I like how we added this scene. You're supposed <laughs> to say if you like it. Another. No, okay. So this is what I'm saying is that, you know, there are some of those things, those, some of those homework assignments, some of those books you get. Some, you get assigned I love books. Books, I love books in English class. And and you and you talk about them in, in the classroom, and you're talking about the themes, right? And you talk about the character development, and you're talking about what does this hey, don't mean say nothing reckless right now about dude. us. You know what I mean? Right,
0: right. You supposed to say you like it? You ain't saying. And it so
1: here's the thing: is that afterwards, after you after you do all that stuff, you're like, okay, I learned something. Uh, and then somebody goes, cool, but you, did you like it? Exactly, did you like it? And then you say, well,
0: was I supposed to? Wait, wait, tell me, is thats that is that is that? Are you talking about metaphorically? Or, no, uh, I just
1: mean, like, you know, like, sometimes you watch a film and you're like, I get it. But, like, am I su- like, so like... So, uh, so, this movie, do sometimes, sometimes you like I, it? What I'm trying to say is sometimes... You,
0: Jonathan Braylock, like, do you
1: like You school don't always days. have to be entertained by the things that you learn from. You know what I mean? Jonathan Bray, like, do you like listen, school days listen. directed by Spike Lee? What I'm saying is, here's what I'm saying. We all saw Schindler's List in the classroom. With, Okay, all right. But people yes. aren't popping that in as a family movie. No, I don't think nobody is a family
0: Nobody's like family sitting
1: movie. around like, "Why do not we watch Schindler's List again?" But well, no, that's you know a history lesson. Saying? That is a history lesson. It's a and it moves you in certain places, but it's it's not necessarily like a entertaining value. You, 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 know, you know what I'm trying to say?
0: But you know, if you like Schindler's List, like Schindler's, you be right. like, "Oh man, th- this movie is teaching me a lesson."
1: I and like here's the thing, this. I'm not saying this movie is like Schindler's List because it's not. It doesn't have the same uh, gravitas, of course, that. of course. Uh, but oh, oh, have you seen Citizen Kane? Wait, hey, hey so hey, here's hey, what James, I'm trying James, to say. James, you you, you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know if he likes it. Sometimes I can't you if he walks, likes it. You know, you watch Citizen Kane, and you like, I, I get it. You know, you they're like, this is the first time somebody did this, and you, and you go, damn, that's cool. Why are you trying to convince me and Tracy? What's well, no, I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> but after you watch Citizen Kane, it's not like it's somebody's like, yo, my dude, like, we are about to have a movie night. Let's pop in a fun movie for 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 the friends. You know what I mean? We going we gonna pop. You know? No, I don't think I don't think we're gonna get saying, some we're gonna get some some come, come cold beer and some chips and watch Citizen Kane. I don't think anyone's saying this is a fun Nobody's, movie. Yeah. I'm just asking, did you like it? Okay, so
2: that's all I think that's what the people want to know. Yeah, and just, uh, these these initial thoughts are long as hell. To
0: conclude,
1: <laughs> to
2: conclude, wait, <laughs> you you wait, <laughs> wait
0: you, about to, you about to conclude.
1: <laughs> to conclude, wait, how you? I con- think everyone should study school days. You know what I mean? Wait, Everyone wait, time off. You can't, can, he just, yeah. initial thoughts, no, you're We got supposed gotta, to say whether or
0: not gotta, you like we gotta, we gotta study this or film.
2: dislike the film. You didn't yeah. do that.
0: You didn't do the initial thought. Of you just the spent thought.
2: 15 minutes talking about film theory. Don't <laughs> well, look at me. <laughs> did you like? <laughs> not even this like movie. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> like, about film I think theory I think, at I think large. It's
0: initial thoughts. Your initial thoughts when you watched it, you're like, oh, did you like this? Okay. Did you
1: like it? Did you love it? Or did you go, <laughs> I don't need to see this again. Listen, if I want to study a certain aspect of the <laughs> this culture, I, I'm going I'm to watch this film again, you know? I'm going I'm to study it, and I think we all should study it, and we all have something to learn. So it's, so it's
0: safe to say you liked this movie. Oh, what's that? It's safe to say that because you want to study it, you have a lot of things you could talk about it, write uh-huh. about it, you enjoyed the film. I mean, does anybody Can does we, Gerard, like what were your initial thoughts? <laughs> I don't know. Listen, I, I I you know what? You know, uh, so based on, look, I'm going to be real, man. Like, I love Spike Lee. I don't like this movie. Oh, okay. Like, the thing is, Whoa. it's it's so crazy. Wow. It's hard because I I didn't think know you were going to say that. <laughs> it's hard. Because it's my thing. I think what Jonathan is saying is right. It's just like, there are, both of you guys, there are really good messages he's trying to do. It just feels like, for me... I wasn't cool with the dance numbers. Like I, Some of them I didn't get. The message at the end of the movie, I, I hate the end of this movie. <laughs> like, like I, It is so hard for me because I hate it in such a way where it's like, it is a thing that I think we discuss on this movie a lot and I know I bring it up a lot. It's like, I don't know if me, myself, as a person, if I'm directing something, if I can tackle issues that women go through without feeling like I have someone, a woman with me to like really run this by, to be a consultant, to be like, yo, what should, how does this go? And the end of this movie felt like, nigga, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you know, what, it, felt like I, it felt like someone should have talked to my man and be like, hey, bro, your heart's in the right place, but this ain't it. Like this, this ain't it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it felt like this was a movie that was unchecked. Mm-hmm. Like there was multiple points where it was like checks weren't just happening. Like
1: the hair song, I was like, well, I got Somebody it. was writing the check though. I hate you. I mean to make the movie. I, that's all. Shut I mean. up. Okay. Well, I'm simply saying this:
0: this movie had great actors. It 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 clearly he had something he wanted to say. I think he was just trying to say too much at once. I think that's a good point. It was like it's just cool, man. There's a, there's a yeah, lot of issues 100%. in college. There's a lot of issues black people go through. Like, man, he had in the hair one. Not only was it like Woo. not only was it like natural hair versus like permed hair, but also if you noticed, it was like dark skin versus light skin. It was
1: very much dark you know. Skin it versus was like we had skin.
0: that. Then everything that was happening with um um Tisha's sorry um Gina's character, everything that
1: happened with Gina's character just felt like Did okay, but, you just say
2: sorry and then yeah, call her by sorry, a different character name her instead her of her, real actor her birth name? name. <laughs> and then
1: you said a character name that's not was that, this is movie. That wrong? Is that that's wrong? Yes, because that's a yes. different
0: <laughs> that's medium. It's not even felt. I mean, but but Gina is like Gina's Gina. <laughs> talking about a television. Tisha uh, Campbell. Sorry, okay. Tisha Campbell. Yes. Her character, like, honestly, I I, I almost wish that we had a black woman on here, I would love to know, Like, and please tweet at us, I hate her portrayal in this movie. Oh. And I hate how it was written. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't her, it's how she was written, man. She was used as a device, which is like, I am not big. And this happens a lot with African American men in some of these movies. Is like, our black women are used as a device to propel a black man to do something. Mm. Whether it's like, um, Birth of a Nation, when like, um, you know, uh, 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 Gabriel Union is assaulted off camera and that's like oh that started the uprising which did not happen in real life whether it's in 12 Years of Slave where it's like what happens to Lapita helps like like it's, it's just like we just do this thing where it's like you don't have to push aside or devalue a black woman to like give this movie some importance like literally the catalyst of uh, uh, Morpheus running and waking up and doing whatever the fuck stupid shit he did at the end was because he found out what Spike Lee did with Tisha Campbell and I'm like dog like why did it take that? Why? Why? Honestly, why was that the suggestion of what needed to happen? And why did we not even see any type of real reaction from her? You know what I mean? It's like, I, like, I, I'm I'm not cool with this shit no more. It's like, it's like, I'm not cool with this. And the shit just seemed tacky. It seemed tacky, and it's like it's spikely. And I know I don't think he would do that today, but this seems very, very.
1: That yeah, this was made in 1989.
0: True. I mean, and, and, and I remember I was
1: and watching other movies it with in the 80s were not. Yeah. Nearly talking about women. Uh, that's true but yeah.
0: the thing is he but the point was he was trying to and this also comes after um she's got to have it where there's an assault scene and she's got to have it in the right, original right. and i'm like what what is the thought it is hard because i'm like what is the thought press process behind like and this, this is talking to black man like what are we thinking like to help us see something this has to be the thing that happens and it doesn't happen to us it happens to a black woman in one of our projects it ha it i don't know it just feels it feels like it it just feels messy it feels stupid and it feels sloppy And even I heard him now talking about how he regrets having that scene and she's got to have it. And I'm like, I wonder if he regrets this. Like, this ending is very regrettable to me. And I'm Mm -hmm. mad I watched it. Like, I'm very mad I watched it. But yeah, I don't like this movie. I actively don't like this movie. I would love to meet Spike Lee. And I would probably tell him in detail, hey, man, I love a lot of your work. I don't like this. You know what I mean? And I feel very validated in saying I don't like this movie. And it's not harping on him. It's just like, this was poorly done, dude. Like, it's just what it is. So...
1: Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Well, we got a lot to talk about, sounds like. Uh, so, um, everybody take out your oh my God. pencils and paper. <laughs> take out your notebooks. Take out your composite. What were those things? Those black... Okay, listen, stop it. Composition okay. notebooks. Composition stop notebooks. It. All right. Uh, no. Um,
0: no, I was just saying, like, yeah, we definitely got to get lessons going real quick. Uh,
1: uh, okay, so this movie starts with, uh, what does it start with? I forget.
2: It starts oh, with, um, the I'm building me a home song. The spiritual Negro. The, uh, sorry. 15 uh, minute. Spiritual this Negro. This 15 minute the open. Negro
1: spiritual. Yeah. The ne- <laughs> starts with the, uh, a, a Negro spiritual. And there, there are, there are pictures of, uh, civil rights leaders, pictures of, uh, HBCUs, uh, I mean, that's that's about it, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, but it goes on for so long. So long. And also, I'm like, this is really cool, but also... <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, man. There's like so many things in the movie, I just felt like it was just a, it was just a little too long. Well,
1: you know, this is... Uh, th- this is what I will say about, uh, especially Spike Lee's earlier work. Um, it felt like he was like, we don't have... There aren't that many black directors. There aren't that many... Uh, films with black just like black characters that weren't uh uh what do you call it uh exploitation. and he was oh, like yeah. i'm mm. gonna fit everything that i've wanted to see in a hollywood movie with black people into like he tries to fit like so many things into like uh, like earlier movies so uh he's he's doing this stuff he's like i'm gonna show this um, uh, and it, and it kind and it, and it connects it definitely, but it's like, there's a lot going on. Like I said, this is a musical, but the first musical number doesn't come in for like 30 minutes. You know what I mean? Which is not right. typical, obviously of a musical. Man. So, uh,
2: you know, usually you start off a musical, uh, with, uh, some music. <laughs> well, uh, I guess he did. He started or even, even opening. Like, or even with someone from the, from the cast singing this song, you know, right. um, Right, and it feels like it makes sense if it's Lawrence Fishburne, but um, uh, but yeah, I mean, at, uh, The thing that I think of with this, and we've we've done a couple Spike Lee movies so far um, on the podcast, but the thing that I think of with this is like the way that Black Klansman ends, and specifically with Black Klansman, obviously like the the what he shows at the end of Black Klansman versus. What he shows at the beginning of this, the connection mm-hmm. is is uh, is is more direct, and it and there's there's uh you know you you kind of feel you you immediately think of the time. That Black Klansman is going on, and and then the fact that this was literally the year before the movie came out. Right. Um, and so that has like a really strong impact. Part of me is like I, I went back to see how the the movie started when it ended because I was I was so uh floored by the ending. Like it just moved me in a in a way. So I went back to look at the at, at the beginning and it was like, oh yeah, it starts with this really long, like black and white montage of of black the, the the black hardship that has happened so far and i wonder if like that would have been just tacked on to the end kind of in the way that it happens in black Klansmen, if that would have been stronger or or not but i don't know it feels I, like yeah like let's sit in this why not sit in this for 5 minutes it, before yeah. the movie starts for me it was like spike was like hey this is our past this
1: is where we came from okay mm-hmm. And, and I'm going to jump you into where we are now, but like, I want you to see, do you think where we came from and where we are now? Like, do you think like the progress is continuing? Do you feel like we have the same type of leaders? Do you feel like we are uh, the culmination of all that came before us and, and, and therefore we can stop and we don't have to keep fighting because I don't. You know, so I'm going to show you the past to, to remind you of where we came from so that I can show you where we should continue to go mm-hmm. kind of thing. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then so then we we were with Lawrence Fishburne. I mean, he's just given a speech, right? Like,
0: yeah. What mm-hmm. is the speech even about? He's given the a speech, speech about, about South
1: Africa apartheid, which I
2: think had an.
1: I don't know if it happened. Yeah, it hadn't
2: had ended yet. It hadn't ended. Nelson Mandela was still. It hadn't ended. They're like they're like free Mandela, and he's and he's specifically saying like that this school, this HBCU, is behind like these bigger colleges, these white colleges. They're giving money. They're protesting. They're on the news or whatever. Why haven't we done anything? And that that's what that opening.
1: Apparently, there were there was money interest that. They had linked to South Africa, South Mm -hmm. African government that they wanted the school to divest from. So like they were like, you know, we have to we have to protest. This school shouldn't be accepting any money or I don't know what I don't truly understand how they would have been connected to South Africa. But I guess maybe this was a thing that was happening. Uh, uh, during the time. Uh, it, it feels like it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't I don't know if it was made up or not. Um, so, obviously, Nelson Mandela was actually in jail and apartheid was happening in South mm-hmm. Africa. And there were a lot of people in America that were protesting that, as well as all across the world. And eventually, Nelson Mandela was freed and apartheid ended in South Africa. So, uh, it was a noble cause that he was fighting for. The thing that I didn't quite understand <laughs> is then the fraternity comes and marches in and they got shackles oh, on essentially door. or chains that's
0: their line that's their the that's pe- their
1: line and that's their those are their pledges yeah and they're uh it's weird to do it at that point like it's weird that they interrupted that <laughs> the, yeah I, I guess the point though was like it like i mean cuz then that's when we meet uh uh john carlo john carlo's uh, Giancarlo? uh AKA character gus and uh julian <laughs> or julian and uh uh julian is like you know, stop your stop this like Africa stuff and blah 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 and and then that him and Lawrence Fishburne get go head to head and it's so okay. This
0: beef, I just don't get, and I feel like it was never really fleshed out. To me, it's like there is no world to me. And, it's, and again, like I, I haven't been in a frat, but I do have friends and I do know the big thing that I have always been told is that it's a brotherhood that is to uplift um, um, African Americans. So to be in a black fraternity. On a black campus does not feel like those people would clash with black activists. Black activists. It just feels like, I mean, right. it may not be their thing, but it doesn't feel like they would want to like, hey, stop talking about this black shit. It's like you are in a black fraternity. You're in a you're into something that was created to give by people an outlet on these campuses. You are you were given something that it just the logic again just doesn't make sense. And again, I'm not trying to just really break down this movie. Just like I feel like there. Active thoughts there, but this j- it just wasn't executed right. Like, there, there shouldn't have been a beef between the two of them, unless well, yeah, this beef I was mean, over a woman, unless it beef also was like seemed over like when they were it, kids and one bullied the other one, and Kess, this kid was like, Your dad killed my dad, and unless this beef was like, I, you know what I'm saying? I just don't get it. Sorry, you go ahead. Yeah,
2: no, just, no, don't be it. Just, it, it did seem like, um, it did seem like Spike Lee had a very clear opinion about fraternities, <laughs> and it was not a positive one, uh, for whatever reason. And I think that that is why that rivalry was so uh, uh, distinct and so like they were so opposite each other. Um, he did try to instill uh, Gus. I, oh God, you're making me do it with. <laughs> um, with like a point of view that was that was just different than um than uh Lawrence Fishburne's but um but yeah like it i i, I struggled with that the whole movie like how it almost seemed like he just r- really was thought that fraternities and sororities and that kind of brotherhood was bad and like i don't know if it was that he experienced that thought that it was like a taking of a of a a cultural thing that like that white people did, and now black people are doing it, and they're degrading each other. I, I don't know if that's what his point of view was, but like from the beginning of the movie, he's like, "This is how I feel about it," and and he pretty much shits on it for two hours.
1: <laughs> yeah, he very yeah. much doesn't like fraternities. No. It's very clear.
2: I read
0: this is based on his time at Morehouse, and they also even say that um Dap, uh Lawrence Fishburne's character, um at one point. I don't know if it's called tried out or I don't know what it's called when you're online, but he at one point was trying to be a part of that fraternity, but then for some reason like dropped. I think at one point he says everyone changes when they become, when they become a part of a fraternity or sorority. That's and the worst, then yeah. Gus goes, he couldn't like, he wasn't up to snuff. So so I guess that is where, it is where this beef is supposed to start, but it doesn't feel fleshed out. And it just feels again, it, they have even when you see uh John Carlo, they have the sorority, which I don't know the sorority's name because I feel like they weren't even a true sorority. They were just like the groupies of this fraternity. Like if this is supposed to be the Qs, AKs were like there are reasons they're brothers and sisters. These women were
1: never treated as sisters. They were just treated like, all right, we about to just follow on what these dudes do. They did have a name because what's her name was gonna join them and she was saying their name, but I forgot what it was. Like I was like, come on, man. But um they it was very like so The fraternity were like the, you know, the jocks, the, the like the popular kids, I guess, or I don't know, is very much p- painted in this way of like the fraternity people were the bad guys. And then we saw and there are a lot of scenes in this movie um, that are honestly somewhat disjointed, but there are a lot of scenes in this movie where it's just showing the hardships of pledging yeah. in, in, in a comedic in a purposely comedic way. Where there is a lot of like overacting and like, uh, j- just like general kind of, I don't know a better word to use like sketching. You
2: know what I mean? Like very broad. It's really broadly portrayed. V- you and know, like, and they and they do, they do mo- there are times where within those scenes. That it feels like, oh, we might be breaking the fourth wall here, but you can't quite tell. Like it's not as right. it's not as pointed as as it happens when it's like the musical number or when it's the the end. Um, but he is sort of just like, and now we're doing this right now. <laughs> you know, like this is a different movie. <laughs> you know,
1: <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, and uh, I mean, so that it, it's like so. This tension is kind of the main uh storyline but the i think one of the, th- the things that's hard about this movie uh but it does make it a great uh f- you know film study is that oh, lord there is no real plot really no. no it's just a day in the life of these and but it's not even a day it's like this is happening over several it's days weeks. oh yeah oh yeah i guess it, so. you know what i mean
2: these are school days you know
1: not shoot wow um YouTube, I mean, even for me, that was terrible.
2: Now <laughs> that was terrible? Listen here. Okay. <laughs> what?
1: Uh, what I just did was <laughs> Oh my goodness. Whatever. That was terrible. All right. Well, uh, because we go from this to Let me bring it uh to maybe the some of the pledging. Honestly, I just watched this movie and I don't remember the exact sequence of events. So I remember much when happened. they walked when they walked out, they walked out like they were dogs. And I remember like they were showing that and I was just like, I can't with this. Uh, and i i feel like people who are part of attorneys don't like this uh oh apparently they were filming at um uh, which one was it they were filming this uh hold on let me see they were filming this at one hbcu and kind of got kicked out uh oh yeah the officials at Official oh, this is according to the IMDB, uh, sorry, Wikipedia. Officials of Morehouse, Spellman, and Clark Atlanta University asked Lee to stop filming on the campuses before he completed his work because the college's board of directors had concerns about how he was portraying historically black colleges in the film. I mean, I, I understand that concern. I mean, like this, I,
0: I don't think it was positive. I really don't. Yeah. I don't think this movie paints HBCUs in a positive light. So to me, it's like, it felt like somebody who had a bad experience and wanted to Not say payback, but it's like, all right, I'm gonna show what this. It it felt vindictive for a reason. Like,
1: there is a way in which, cause so he, we, uh, I'm skipping around just because there really is no real plot, so it doesn't really make sense. Like, we don't have to go in order. He, there is a scene where Lawrence Fishburne goes into the dean's office, uh, and it's like the dean and like I don't know who the other guy is, but another important person, a part of the board, and they're telling him you're disrupting campus, you're you're you are preventing people from learning you need to stop with this whole protest which one feels silly because uh, how was he disrupting people from learning like he was Mm -hmm. always protesting on the quad he wasn't yeah like going to classrooms or anything i don't it also
2: happened right after the 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 fight that happened in the scene right before this was at the football game like at night so it like wasn't (laughs) This wasn't disrupting any learning at all. Yeah, was it wasn't a-
1: disrupting learning. It was just felt like a line that they were saying, and so like in this scene, it feels like through Lawrence Fishburne's character, Spike Lee is trying to say, uh, making making a critique about HBCUs and saying like you aren't on the side of black people, and then we even and then we have a weird scene that actually came before this where the two like deans are talking to each other or again, I don't know what the other one was like a dean or whatever, but like the two, you know, school administrators are talking to each other. And one is saying like, you know, Hey man, you know, like some people are saying HBCUs have run their purpose. Like we don't really need them anymore. And the one guy's like, that's ridiculous. Like, there's, you know, there's Brigham Young, there's uh uh Yeshiva, you said? I'm sorry. Remember the names. I forgot the, but he was like, he was like, basically he was like, you know, Jewish people have their school, Mormons have their school, Catholics have their school, like why can't we have ours? And he goes, yeah, the he was like, what's the difference? And he's like, well, the difference is Jewish people support that school. The Catholics support their school, like Mormons support their school. Mm. We got nobody supporting us. Insinuating obviously that black people don't support HBCUs. And uh, and he was like, no, we have some, we have support. And he was like, he was like, barely any. And like, we need the, we need the philanthropy. He's like, the The school is run by the philanthropy of white people. It's basically what he was saying. The thing is like this, that
0: statement, cause I wanted to go to HBCU and most of my family have. And like, there, there's a lot to unpack in that statement where it's like, there, there is a thing and I, and I, and I've said this before. It's like, As a person who grew up in a certain area, there was the idea of getting out of, let's say, a bad neighborhood and moving to the suburbs because, like, you wanted what the white people had because it was better, it was nicer, Mm -hmm. it was cleaner. There is a thing of, like, Howard is a really good school. North Carolina A&T is a fucking great school. You know what I mean? But there is this thing. It's like, if you want to have higher learning, you got to go to a Brown, a NYU, uh, uh, a Yale. There is this thing put on, like, white schools versus HBCU, which is, like, if that's what they're talking about, it, there is a little bit of that in our society. But mm-hmm. right? that's not to say that black people aren't there to support it, because if you go down to like Clark Morehouse and Spelman, yo, those that school is filled with black people who are getting great jobs, mm-hmm. who are like learning a bunch of shit. And like, back. And, and get and doing the right, right thing. So it's like it's such a hard thing to say. It's like, yeah, you want it to be as idealized as a Yale, but the thing is, like, we black. You know what I'm saying? Like the world isn't gonna idolize like a Howard versus like a Stanford. It's just because of our skin color, what we have will seem lesser unless we get to a point where everyone seems equal. That's just what it is. And to put that on black people, I don't think it's fair. I just don't think that's right. It's like people go to the schools so and the school wouldn't be credited. Like it right. wouldn't have enough money. So we're there. It's like, could we have more people? Could we have more African-Americans in college? Yes, but also college is very expensive. And a lot of people are trying to come from these schools. Like some have money, so they go. Others are trying to get scholarships, grants. Like even if you get a grant, it's still not enough depending on right. how you do it. So like that's yeah, just an unfair statement.
2: And it also, and it also feels not only is it unfair, it also feels like it's like general. It's very much generalizing um, truth, right? Like, um, it, it you know, like typically, what happens is when when you leave a school, you are now in the pool of people that are funding the school, keeping the school. Uh, going right and like if only black people are going to hbcus then then it is of course (laughs) then it then it is black people that are funding those places and and then to be like and and then to sort of say that like all jewish people are supporting jewish schools and all catholic people are supporting catholic schools that is also a non-truth because for as many um catholics that go to a catholic school there are also people that go to non-catholic schools that are catholic and same with jews et cetera, and any of those people that he would bring up in this scene so it's like what what exactly does he even mean or like what what exactly is the point of that statement i think he was trying to say and again i don't know if this is true
1: i don't know the financials of these schools i don't know how they compare i mean like this film was you know made uh 30 years ago. So it has been a while. So I don't know if it's even the same or what, what it's like now, but, or what it was uh, uh, like then. But it seems what he's saying is that yes, the black people go to the school and they pay their tuition, but like all schools, they depend on extra donations. Mm -hmm. They, they, they depend on like money outside of the tuition uh, money and that money is coming from the majority of that money. It sounds like what he was saying was coming from like white philanthropists. So like, cause they had a picture of like some old white dude on a, on the mm-hmm. thing. And he was like pointing to that. Right. And, uh, but again, this was like just a scene. Like it wasn't like what the movie was about. There's a lot of scenes like this where a scene is ha- like, so let's, I mean, we can talk about the whole musical number with the hair because that had nothing to do with the movie Technically, how did it
0: even start?
1: But well, it started. Well, here's a here's what I, I'll say. I actually really liked it. I really enjoyed this musical number, and there was a part of me that was like, "Man, what would it be like if Spike Lee just made a a musical, just like an actual musical, where he yeah. committed yeah. to making a musical? Uh, because this wasn't a it, again, it was a quasi musical because it was yeah. only parts of it were musicals, and then the, some part, and not in the way that like, you know, for lack of a better example the Lion King like has only like a couple of songs in it you know but like
2: you know what it reminded me of of because I was also sort of I also was feeling like if he's gonna do this like really go for it." it and honestly it kind of feels like he even though there are still musical numbers towards the end of the movie, sort of feels like he abandons it halfway through. He's like, "Oh, why did we? Why did I do that <laughs> for an hour?" Um, but like, it, to me, it also kind of felt like um, *Idlewild*, which I was like very much anticipating being like a fun, like outcast musical. <laughs> I like. That. like I can't I believe know. you just compared this to *Idlewild*. Actually, be a musical, but it was like it ended up sort of not. I liked *Idlewild* too, but it ended up like not being it ended up not being what it felt like an outcast musical would be like, and it also ended up not really feeling like a true musical. It would kind of be like, they would be in a song and then they'd be like, uh, let's move on from this and get, yeah. get, get into the movie. Um, also,
0: I feel like musicals are hard because like, and this is no disrespect, but those songs got to pop like for real. Like I felt like to, to it was hard for me to, it was hard for me to figure out what was going on in the musical because the lyrics until it got to the end, until they actually split into factions, and then I heard hair, and then like straight hair, and like nappy hair. Like I think once I heard nappy hair, I was like, "Oh, this is clear cut mm-hmm. what we're doing." Because at first, when they started going back and forth, I,
1: well, they, was, some I of the language was dated, to be fair, right? So like they were they were saying things like "jigaboo" and "wannabe" and like yeah, uh, you know, like slang yeah. that we're not really using now. Like, gotcha, um, and uh it, it started because at first i felt like and i noticed this we were in the room of a sorority and all the girls in this room were light-skinned and i was yeah. like what the flip <laughs> i was like yeah. now this is i was like this is clearly done on purpose yeah, like yeah everybody here is mm-hmm. light-skinned like everyone in the sorority yeah. um and then there were actually when they finally did the musical there were like one or two dark-skinned Women who were in the in the sorority and like maybe like one light skinned woman who wasn't in the sorority, but like for the most part it was like oh yeah, ma- ma- vast majority light skinned women who and so their hair is all did up. It's done up in that very 80s style where it's so big and yeah. like poofed out. It's not even like the wig. It's not like the wigs that we used there. It's very like almost like yeah. Asian hair, yeah. like very very straight and like not as big, baby. We're but This is like faucet. big and yeah, this we're was like false, awesome, baby. Uh, you know, kind of like. <laughs> fluffed out and you know so they they all had that, that kind of hair and then all of the i mean black activist women i don't know like, the, the, basically the darker skinned all, women the had the darkest skin like, just froze and natural froze hair. and natural hairs and all different styles mm-hmm, of natural mm-hmm, hair mm-hmm. and uh and so they like you know in a similar scene i mean in a similar way to the opening with the the two guys groups we have these two women groups that are like like see each other in the hallway and they just start like looking at each other like, you know, and just start talking smack to each other. And all of a sudden we're into this musical number where mm-hmm. they're singing about, you know, you want to be white. And they're like, well, you're black and black is ugly. That's basically what yeah, the music yeah. was. It was like the sorority was like, you have nappy hair. Yeah, you got saying. dark skin. Yeah. You you a jigaboo you ugly like uh, and then they're but, like well you want to be white and we're we're fine with the well, how we look
0: but the problem with this again is is and this is feeling as as we're talking about it this feels very Bill Cosby to me and and like I'm gonna tell you why I hate Bill Cosby well, aside from everything I was he thinking did. the but I'm gonna tell same you thing Jira <laughs> but let me tell you why because Bill Cosby was a person to me growing up was to do like pull up your pants do this everything was on black people and I'm like no 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 man shut the fuck up you need to understand the people you're talking to you need to understand people's lifestyles mm-hmm. whereas this movie to me feels like. He's putting, he's pitting black women against each other. And the thing is, is like, as a darker skinned person, it's like my beef is never with a light-skinned person for succeeding or doing anything else. Mm-hmm. It's how society views that person. So to me, it's like, to yeah. me, when I saw this musical, it was like, oh, it's showing that we don't get along. We're clashing, and that is our fault. It's not like we're not discussing the fact that like there is a paper bag test. It's not discussing the fact that like a lot of times, People will favor one versus the other. It's not discussing that. It's just like, oh, you wanna be like them. And the thing is, that's not saying a light per- skinned person wants to be like them. A lot of times, you know, and Brandon, if you talked about this, it, like, yo, you're dealing with two different worlds, a world that I don't know. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? And we're not taking that into discussion. All we're doing is being like, see black people, you know, like, it's, it's putting the blame on us. And mm. I'm like, yo, dude, fuck you. Like, the, the only answer I have is like, fuck you, because you did this a scene right after another scene where you're like, no one's supporting HBCUs. It's like, nah, cuz, you're wrong.
2: What's tough Sorry. too, though, Jarrah, is like, th- what's tough too is, I'm trying to figure out how to say this without sounding like I'm taking Spike Lee's side because I'm not. But what's what's tough too is that like there are some people who are like, <laughs> "Fuck you, you're light skinned," you know, <laughs> like that. There are some people that are like that, and there are, and I'm, and, and there are some people who are like, "Fuck you, you're dark skinned," um, and like Spike Lee being. I guess one of them. (laughs) Well,
1: I actually, I I actually, I will. I guess, like, to, I guess, I will technically defend him in this that I do think because some of the other scenes of the movie, I think this is the thing that you just brought up, is what he was trying to bring up in the movie, which is we shouldn't be fighting, we shouldn't be pitted against each other, we should be united, right? Like, that's the whole, the scene with, and I'm gonna jump ahead again, the scene with the college kids and then samuel jackson and like the like old timers in the in the in the chicken joint where the old timers are looking at these college kids and and i mean the irony of that is like they're looking at the college kids like oh you want to be white because you're going to college Mm -hmm. you're trying to oh you think you're better than us because you're getting an education you think you're you're taking our jobs and all this stuff and lawrence Fishburne's like what are you talking like and, and like and but he's realizing it in the moment too of like He's going back to school, talking to other kids and saying, you're trying to be white. And now he has somebody telling him that he's trying to be white. And he's in that moment realizing like, oh, we're just divided and we sh- we shouldn't be. Even though the like uh, one of the first things he says is like, you're talking to me about being white. You got chemicals in your hair. Like you have a jerry curl mm-hmm. to make yourself look to 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 get away from the naturalness of your hair, you know and you're wearing a shower cap on your head. <laughs> I love it. He's like, you're wearing a shower cap. And then uh, Samuel Jackson's like, well, y'all, like, y- what y'all don't realize is that y'all, y'all are niggas. We're niggas and you're niggas. And then Lawrence Fishman's like, you're not a nigga. Yeah. And that's the last thing he says, and he walks away. And he was like trying to, and, I, and like that, I really liked that scene a lot, because I was like, it's that scene, scene was scene. deep. It was just like, oh, they're, you know, they're, they're fighting with each other and then Laura fishman has this realization like the only reason we're fight like this is the problem like it's like we're not united like we need to stop fighting we we've been pitted against each other but in a in a fake way and yeah. we're actually both not the thing that we're saying we are yeah and like than if
2: that. only if only there was a way to i mean and granted You know, he talks about a lot in two hours, but this is a super important scene, right? Because exactly what Gerard was saying of like, it's not that we are fighting together. It's that people have made us to fight or the way society is viewing us. And specifically Mm -hmm. saying you are not a nigger is great because it like it does sort of point out like you've been called that we've been called that now we're even now we're even claiming this term and using it and talking to each other in this way and like we're only doing that because of this history of of racism and slavery and systemic racism that has led to us now turning against each other and like that one line sort of says like and now we, we should just embrace ourselves and who we really are, which is not this thing, but it, you know, then we, but we don't have time to even walk that out anymore because he has to move on to whatever the next topic is that he tried to cram into the movie.
0: Yeah, since we're <laughs> skipping around, I was, you know, yeah, I just want to skip to the part I hate the most about this movie. Okay. I want to skip to the end when we have Spike, who again? I understand directors put themselves in movies. God bless.
1: Uh, <laughs> they don't have to.
2: No, they don't. But they do, especially when they can't act. My man had they mad close-ups, and my man had mad dramatic moments. They don't, but he's put himself <laughs> in a lot of movies. We know this. Listen, I know mean, no this.
0: I just wanted to say that. Note this to him.
1: <laughs> His best film, he was the lead of. <laughs> Listen, Guillermo, isn't that crazy? Yo, makes- isn't that crazy? That makes it's so crazy how good of a film "Do the Right Thing" is, and that he like, cannot act.
0: But the thing is, like, if you think about it, like you're not talking about him in the movie. Like, you're no, not being no, like Mookie no. did this thing. No, no, no. Anyway, um, I want to get to Tisha Campbell's character. Mm-hmm. Uh the movie ends. She's gaslit. Mo- the movie ends with, you know, her, Giancarlo. Like, Giancarlo is like, yo, I'm over her. Like, tomorrow I'm gonna offer up. He says her. that to the to He says to, to his boys. To his boys. I'm over her. I'm off tomorrow I'm offering her Anybody up. Anybody can have it. You her. know what I'm saying? Offering her up. Mind you, this is the same woman. He's said he loved throughout this whole movie, mm-hmm. who has had his back throughout this whole movie, who stopped him from getting into a physical altercation with Lawrence Fishburne maybe a few scenes prior. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, the scene in question is like when, when Lawrence Fishburne is like, yo, my cousin wants to play, it's just, you know, he need, like he's deserved it. Don't fuck him over. Like, he's done the things he needed to do. Don't threaten me. So, Giancarlo's idea is to have uh, Spike Lee, you know, half pint. Who everyone thinks is a virgin? I guess he is. You know, guess so. What? Know, Whatever. Guess he is. He wants him to lose his virginity because he does not. And he said this a few times. in the Movie. He does not cross virgins. All right. He offers up his. Gross, yeah. Offers up his girlfriend to do it. Doesn't talk to her about it. Doesn't say anything. No. And the thing that makes me even more <laughs> yeah. upset about it is that when she do, when the scene goes down, first off, she's the only woman in this house. Right, so I was nervous. Right, she was the only woman in this house. And
1: you are supposed to feel nervous. For
0: You're her. supposed to because he says, "I'm gonna offer up tomorrow." Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so we, you don't know what his plan is. It's a bunch of dudes drinking. Yeah. This is the it's, this is the end scary. of hell night. This mm-hmm. is the end end of the most craziest night. Mm-hmm. She's there by herself with her boyfriend, who's in charge. She probably feels safe, right? But we all know, as the audience, that's not what the case is. And to me, what is even more disgusting is that this dude had this plan, and then he offers up Spike, who I think at this point we're supposed to think is a good, innocent kid. You know what I mean? Like I. I still don't understand what we're supposed to feel like from his character. We know he wants we're to be supposed in the team. To,
1: I think we're supposed to feel that he's misguided by wanting to pledge in this fraternity. Because I don't think we're supposed to like the fraternity.
0: Cool. But my thing is that we haven't had a moment of like, oh, he's battling good and bad yet. No, me. no, no. So
1: It's so, all told through Lawrence Fishburne's character.
0: So we right. get to the scene. They make sure this walk up to the door is very long, right? Like Giancarlo just fucking like sells it. You know what I'm saying? She's like, she is basically visibly crying. crying. Right? like she's crying decides, like literally crying decides to go in <laughs> yeah right and this is the part that makes me even more mad because once they get in there I'm like oh maybe Spike Lee is supposed to be that innocent kid who like you know I'm gonna do the right thing
1: right, right. I'm gonna he, do the right thing and he says I don't he's like we don't have to do this yeah
0: and then she's like take off your clothes and at this point I'm like alright so are they about to do it are they not about to do it even to, even towards the end I'm like oh man are
1: they, is they're it faking it maybe they're
0: faking it right. so like we we have this moment of like oh she can finally be like yo you ain't shit, dude. I hate you. I can't believe you offered me up to that. He didn't do it. I thought were, I thought he was going to give a savage moment where like Spike Lee didn't do it. And also, she had a moment to tell off this dude. You know what it ended with? It ended with her doing the thing and then going back to him crying about she was with him. She oh. loved him. How could he do this thing? You literally gave this woman zero urgency. And this is the woman you gave the singing parts to. This is the woman that we've seen the most outside of the Rachel character who was Lawrence Fishburne's character. Mm-hmm. And literally, the thing you gave this woman was no urgency. You didn't give her a moment to go back and vent to her friends. You didn't give her a moment to tell this motherfucker off. You didn't give her a moment at the end of the movie when apparently Lawrence no, Christopher comes gets, out and screams, "Wake up!" Or whatever the fuck stupid shit he says. Well, that, that, she doesn't that, get a fucking moment. Yeah, you know yeah. what she does? She's standing there looking sad, right next to fucking Spike Lee, half naked, because she just woke the fuck up. I don't even understand what the fucking point of that. What was the point? What were you saying, dog? What were you saying? Besides, yeah. you ain't listen. I'm, I'm gonna be mm-hmm. real because I'm actually mad. My thing is, yo, for real, for real, we have to get to a point where we can't just be shit. Like men can't be shit when it comes to women. She had no urgency, dog. She did not have a chance to say anything to defend herself. And you're sitting here telling me that you don't know women, period, especially black women who ain't going to say some shit, who ain't going to be like, nigga, what? Who ain't going to question the shit? Even if she was so fucking gullible, you tell me after that experience, she has nothing to say to you besides, like, how could you do this to me? Fuck out of here, Spike Lee. You don't know no women like that. You don't know no black women like that. Well, uh, hold on. Fuck him. <laughs> fuck that part. I hear where you're, from,
1: I hear you're coming from. But also, let's not, like... Because there saying are, that. Uh, because there are, there are a hundred percent women who have gone through a ordeal like this who aren't who don't feel uh, able to say something in the moment after yeah. it happens, right? Can I, can yeah, I get a, so, can, okay, cool? Like, can
0: I get a moment I, I later? I would say this to any because,
2: moment. Yeah. Can I get anything? I, I would say this too because I agree with um, with Gerard that we have had so many problematic representations of women that particularly the way that this is handled, um, is frustrating. I was moved by the ending and particularly this part. And I loved the way that this, the scene where he's, where she's talking to him is shot. And and I was definitely very much manipulated by this. So I did enjoy it. Um, and like, and yes, to what Bray, um, just said, like, you know, there are times where people, you know, even even black women don't know what to say or, or don't have the words or think that they did a thing that they that they regret out of love and like and and are wronged in that way. Um So so I was moved by this. Um, But like also, yes, to Gerard's point, like. Especially, and Spike Lee might be more of a culprit of this than than other directors as, as well. Particularly with like, she's got to have it. This going, coming right after that. Um, but like, I don't know. It. There was something about it. There was something about the silence. There was something about they do a little look. They do a little look in the meta. Wake up, and it and it's. I don't know what the look means. I don't know what we're supposed to get from it. But it was like. Tisha Campbell has so much power behind her eyes when she when she looks over at him. And I don't know. I I I was very moved by it. I'm good on this. Like I understand
0: that for mm-hmm. real, for real. I understand women go through that. I'm I am personally good on seeing a black man write right. a movie in a situation where something like this happens to a black woman and she never gets a point to justify herself. I'm seeing it through a male perspective. Right. I'm good on it. Like I
1: like, yeah, and that's the thing cool. is the is the seeing it through the middle. I, I uh, again, this movie was made in 1989, so I I do think like in the context of the time or 1988, the context of the time period that it was made in, it actually was more pushing in the forward direction, I think, than the backwards direction because people weren't even talking about this. In fact, most movies, so many movies in the 80s had literal like sexual assault or rape used as like jokes like like it was funny like we were supposed to laugh at like a man like grabbing a woman or like you know like i still freaking remember that movie revenge of the nerds like he like basically he like you know what i mean like he like has yep. sex with a woman who thinks it's another man which is rape that's yes. what rape like, yes it is and and it's supposed to be funny because like the nerd did it um so it, it so like this movie it was like very much it wasn't funny it was like very tragic we like feel the tragedy we also like see the like huge gaslighting that uh john carlo does because after the scene she's like i did what you asked me to do and he was like what i didn't ask you to do that oh my god and he's just doing this we already know that he doesn't want to be yeah. with her so it's like this huge emotional manipulation that is like even worse than like what he asked her to do, it's like now you're trying to make her think that she, uh, like did something wrong, even though it was you who made her do that. And it was like, like he's the most <laughs> despicable person by the end of this thing. So like, which, which I don't, which is, me, which kind of makes any balance critique of fraternities go out the window because, because that's the head of the fraternity, mm-hmm. and we're and he is like the embodiment of what fraternities represent. It's like it is a very it's 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 very damning, uh, damning of fraternities. And I will say though, like I mean, again, it sucks for all the people who are in fraternities who have really really good experiences and like learned a lot from it and didn't have any of these issues or problems. But just nationally, we know that there have been these kinds of issues in fraternities where these things happen uh, and people get away with it and they and they don't. You know what I mean? So it is like. It was like the thing that was weird about it is that it it wasn't it wasn't in the movie. Yeah. Before it it feels like it just comes out of nowhere. And again, because he's dealing with so many different issues, it was like and and because the movie ends like almost immediately after this, we're like, whoa, like that was a really heavy thing to end on. And it does feel like a uh, device that was used. And it's a story that Spike Lee doesn't doesn't really have a right to tell because it's not his story. Yeah. So I I I definitely feel that.
0: And again, for
2: I, I, sure. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. No.
0: Nah, and again, it's cool. It's just like that ending. Like, "Well, I I I guess my thing is like, and this is maybe asking you guys, like, what what do you guys interpret as he was supposed to say? Like, when he's running out saying, "Wake up," he didn't he doesn't even give like a a rousing speech or a message. It's just like, right. "Wake up," and like, yeah. apparently, I don't I don't understand what him running to the to to the 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 square does, and then when John Carlo comes out and they stand face to face and John Carlo now feels moved i don't I don't know what I'm supposed to feel because it's like you showed me a lot of images, you shared mm-hmm. a lot of things, but okay, wake up to what like wake up to which message do you think that you got across that you want us to take in? Is it all of them
1: uh, That's a good question i i i so for me at the end of the movie when he was like wake up and then they like say wake up to the camera like looking at us like wake up which also is kind of funny in the age that we're living where woke is such a yeah. commonly used term and he was like telling people to wake up in 1989 yeah. and now we're going back and being like this film is not woke. Uh, <laughs> which is like kind of ironic but I think what he was I, I to me what I was getting was uh we got to stop fighting with each other Mm -hmm. uh we gotta uh like support all black people need to support black people and we have to stop like abusing and disrespecting women Mm -hmm. um specifically black women Mm -hmm. but um and and he uh, the thing is that all of the other counter stuff that was brought up felt relevant and so i don't know if he wants us to take that into consideration either like when they have that scene this is going back now but when they have that scene with Lawrence fishburne's like uh are you guys with me like you know we have to do this and then the one dude's like hey man like my family were you know sharecroppers for like a really long time the first person my family go to college like i'm gonna finish college i don't care about you i don't care about south africa I don't care about, like, Jesus Christ could come tell me to do this thing. I'm not Mm going to do it. I'm going to finish college. Like, I'm not going to threaten my, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, I'm not going to, you know, get expelled just to, like, stand up for whatever movement that you want me to be a part of. And there was a part of that was that was, like, that was real, you know? Like, there was another part that's, like, you know, oh, it sucks that, like, we have where people are divided at times. But then there was, like, like a real thing of, like, yeah, but... should people sacrifice everything for something that, like, for another country? Like, because the thing that they were protesting was South Africa. And it's like, yeah, you want to support that, but also, like, that's not your country, right? And that's, like, kind yeah. of what John Carlo was saying. Like, he was like, you're not from Africa. You are African American. I'm from Detroit, okay? Yeah. Like, I don't know anything about Africa, and neither do you and that's also real like you know what i mean so like (laughs) i don't know like there were good points that he had the other side quote-unquote make and i never feel like he actually resolved any of them it wasn't like Lawrence fishburne necessarily even learned from them and then at the end Lawrence fishburne gets all of the righteousness to say wake up and everybody's like you're right we do need to wake up and yeah i don't i don't i don't exactly know what we're supposed to wake up to i don't know outside of like stop fighting with each other i don't
2: know so I have a, I have a couple things to say. Uh, but before we started to talk about the wake up part at the end, a thing that I wanted to say, and it connects to something you just said, Bray, about the "I'm from Detroit" thing. Another way that I think that um, I don't know if the movie successfully does this because I do feel like the movie makes a pretty negative comment on uh, fraternities, but um, a, another way that the that the that the movie tries to um, Put it on uh, Giancarlo, and not so much just on the fraternity. Is is his relation to um, black culture and and black history? So, like that was one moment where he like very clearly states, like, look. I'm from Detroit. That is what I know. That is my history. Another moment for me and, and there's one other moment like this but I can't remember it. But another moment for me is when he interpolates Wade in the Water like he sings a version of Weight in the Water but it's about <laughs> the fraternity. <laughs> like it's it's just about like the last 3 weeks of like trying to pledge and like someone's going to sneak into my fraternity instead of like <laughs> really thinking about what that means and like and the history underneath that so that was another way that i thought that the that they were trying to make it like it is him it's not so much fraternities but it is him i don't know if that is necessarily what the movie was trying to do but for me that stuck out there was one other time i wish i could remember it now in terms of wake up as definitely the least woke uh host of this podcast (laughs) i will tell you what it means to me and what this ending means to me and it's I don't think he's saying one thing in particular. I think he is saying be woke. And for me, wokeness is so open and accepting and listening and hearing and taking it all in. And there is so much of non woke that is, I'm shutting myself off to I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear this. And like and to look at yourself and look at what you're doing and and Look at who we look at who you are with, look at who is around you. And the movie also does that. Giancarlo walks through. I don't, and I don't even, and for me, I don't even know if he is his character in that moment, or if he is Giancarlo the actor, or if if everyone standing there is their characters, or if they are the actors in the in the movie. And them turning and looking at us also is another thing of just like you know what did we just do for two hours wake up look at yourself like we are looking at you like we are looking at each other now so i you know i i don't i do think that spike lee has very clear opinions and i do think that like there are things that are hit harder in the movie than other things um and so he might he might mean a very specific thing with wake up but to me it is very much like a open your eyes look uh, look around you look at look at what you're doing to yourself and to other people and um and yeah and like i said i was i was super moved by this like yes it moves so quick and like it is just it is, this ending i mean not the movie <laughs> the ending is just over and it and like it's it's it kind of makes you go what but i don't know to to me i thought it was very like between this the way this movie ends and between the way that do the right thing ends where they just go through a list of names of people that were killed it's like I feel like Spike Lee was saying things in the in the 80s that are still affecting us now and like you know the fact that these movies can still have that connection is something that like he definitely needs to be commended for while there are other things that like it's like bro I don't know about this okay but like the, you know just there there is something special to it I think and to this ending for me yeah right.
0: I mean I would talk to Hollywood. I just don't know what to say because, like, I... Again, I I respect the effort for this final scene, but it bothers me in such a way where it's, like... I just don't know what to say because, again, like, yeah, this probably was pushing the limit for 1988, and I don't think there was anything poor... I don't don't think there was anything malice-wise done with it. It just, like, it just felt very tone-deaf to me. It's hard. It felt like... I don't, it felt like you should have phoned a friend. You know what I mean? It just it just really does. And it's like the only thing I would say is like, and I know Spike Lee has talked about certain things in recent times. And I'm, again, I'm not sure how he feels about this. Maybe I should look it up, but this just does not set well with me. And then thinking about a lot of movies that have come out since that involve black men, even like get yeah, Birth of a Nation again. It's like, I just, I don't like it. Like I don't like it and I don't think it's necessary. I don't think, I don't think we need to keep seeing black women treated a certain kind of way. Like I don't, to be truthfully honest, I understand that women probably went through this but to me it's like I've seen black women mistreated on screen so much that like just show them praise for that. And and, Until we balance this shit out like I don't need to see women in general especially black women beaten down or assaulted on screen because I know what the life they go through already is. It's like yes if one of them want to tell a story based on that but as a man I don't feel like that is our story to tell or a story like that we should be touching on. It should be like okay as men our story should be like uplifting them or even if there's a situation where, like, oh, it's it's hard. We're trying to figure it out. Like, give me that debate. Just don't, just don't do some shit for harm just to promote why man wakes up. Like, literally, that's what this movie, that that's what this scene is. Like, this, this scene comes right at the end. Spike Lee, his character um, comes literally knocking on the door. Is he drunk? Like, you know, and he's like doing so many things as an out of character that we've seen so far. To let him know what he's done tonight, he's super proud of it. Yeah, I don't get that. And then, like all of a sudden, uh, all of a sudden, Lost Firstborn is like he, this is him waking up. Like he puts on his pants and just runs. And I'm like, yo, so it took this. That's what it took. It took. It took to see the fall of your friend, the the abuse of this woman, for you to wake up. You talked about like when he was in that dean's room as you mentioned earlier. He talks about the horrors that black people faced then, saying that yo, you you is guys he... just because you marched with Martin Luther King doesn't mean you, your your job is done. You haven't done enough. We're right. still fighting. We're still doing this. So you already knew that what the struggle was, right?
1: Is he even waking? Is he waking up? Is he? Because he already has been he woke. Doesn't...
0: He knew. So yeah, what, why did even... it take this moment for him to have this awakening? And to me, it's like it's just a thing. Like it's a thing in comic books. It's like usually what happens when a hero does a thing. Like at least nowadays, is like. The sidekick, the, the love interest, something happens to her, usually it's her, happens to her, and it's like, the hero got to gotta wake, I got to do some shit. And it's like, nah, man, Like, you, just, you ain't got to put down a woman just so you can feel some type of sense of urgency. She's like, what the fuck is this? And we keep seeing it, and it's not stopping. It's like, it is hard because this. I get this is 1988, but we are not stopping the thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We reviewed Birth of a Nation, what, a year and a half ago? You know what I'm saying? Maybe two? Two
1: or... You know what
0: I'm saying? I mean we've been the podcasts for hundred years. I don't know. When, like, maybe, it's with, three. maybe is it three years it's ago?
1: It's literally been a hundred years.
0: <laughs> but my point is like that stuff still happens, and I'm like, dog, we got when did we could be better? Like Nate I'm just saying,
1: Parker's career get two wiped out two years ago.
0: Well, <laughs> no, this might you might be might be three. It takes three years to get your career back. Because he has a movie coming out this year, so I think this is the third year. <laughs> now it's not a joke, but it's like three years. Oh
2: my god, he
0: does. Well, um, how so, have we yeah. not
2: talked about the doing the butt song this whole time? I mean, I love that song.
1: Oh, right. We didn't talk about any of the other any of the other songs. We got the Dude in the Butt. I love that song. We got uh we got Even though it's a wild song. This is crazy. You know that's a wild song. Yeah. Here's
2: the thing too about Dude in the Butt that I wanna say is it made me so mad that I mean and, and this is very much the 80s and it might even very much still be frat culture. Mm-hmm. But there's that like whole sequence where they're like um calling uh the the gammas uh the f word which i won't oh, say that's true. Um, oh yeah and it's like so frustrating but then we get doing the butt and it's like it's all butts you know we're not going <laughs> to it's everybody it's everybody's butt like we don't that's care true. who's butt.
1: Yeah, it's a butt. <laughs> the effort thing. I was like
2: and like not that it takes away from that the all of the homophobia that's in this movie cuz there is a lot. Um I was appreciative of that cuz I've known that song. That song has just sort of been in the ether for for you know for decades. Is that and a like but song? I didn't, you know, I didn't know it was all butts and any any and all butts and it was just sort of great to see like yeah, we are, we're all doing the butt. We're all doing the butt. <laughs> Okay. Um. <laughs> all right.
1: Uh yeah. Uh, I mean there uh, yeah, and there was that other song. What was that song where the guy just sang by himself and he was Bro, I don't even know. You what know, what I don't know. About. I don't know what he was
2: singing about. <laughs> but he I was, was so confused about, about, about the what? about the musicals element. He was of this. singing by himself. And then that other beauty pageant
0: one when they were singing the, the, again.
2: The thing is like he was definitely like doing the songs and they were like they were outside of reality for like the first half. And then in the second half, it was different. Like anytime there was a song, it was like actually being sang like in a nightclub or whatever. It was like the movie just changed halfway through, you know, like it's that Hancock, you know, sort of format where, you know, like just halfway what? through the movie, you just start talking about another thing, you know, and it's just we're sort not, of really great Han- Han- wow. to see a repetition of the, you know, the just sort of the way that Hancock, the dynamics that Hancock has set forward. Uh, this movie for, came for out filmmaking. 20 years
1: before Hancock. It's so just you
2: know, but it's just amazing that Hancock has set a precedent, you know. For... It has not.
1: It has <laughs> Hancock came out a full You know what I mean? You know, let, me, let
2: me let me say
0: something to both of y'all. Hancock <laughs> and Triple X. All right. Well, excuse me. has done nothing I agree. for the grand scheme. I agree of Triple of X
1: hasn't, but no, I don't know about that one. I don't even know why you triple, *Triple X: State of the Union* in the, the, union in the same. Because
2: these are very different movies, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John, Very yeah. different movies. Uh, it's
1: time for the cause. <laughs> <laughs> we rate and review films not based on how much we like the film, but whether or not they help the cause of more leading black actors in Hollywood. If we think a film fully helped the cause, we give it a black fist. If we think mm-hmm. it somewhat helped the cause, we give it a white palm. Okay. If we think I don't think this movie helped the cause at all. We do not give it anything. Nope. On the count of three, we are going to raise up our ratings for school days. Uh, One, two, three. I got a black fist. Would you give it James?
0: Black fist. I knew y'all were. I thought about it. I gave it a white palm. I'll go first. It's like I, I love again that it it's about HBCU. I do love that there's so many like wonderful black actors in it. The problem is I can't let go of the script. It's just it's just is a thing where it's like I I don't think it puts out a positive ether about I don't think this is my thing. I don't mind a good critique because clearly we have a podcast critiquing things. I don't think it's a helpful critique. I think it is to say, I think it is pointing fingers. It 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 doesn't, it doesn't even leave the conversation open ended in a way where like, oh, I'm left feeling with, huh, how do I how do I feel about HBCUs? How do I feel about like certain things? It just ended in a way that felt tactless. It just really, it does for me. It just, it just doesn't feel good for me. It doesn't sit well for me. Um, again, I'm happy these actors were able to make a movie, but honestly, I'm not even, I'm not even sure that Tisha Campbell will come back and be like, I'm happy I did that movie. And to me, if you can't do that, then I just don't know if I can, you know what I'm saying? I just, I just don't think, in even in today's era, it's like, I don't think you can go back and be like, yep. Yeah, I, I see I see what he was going for, you know what I mean. I kind of get it. It just, it don't hit for me. So it gets a palm because he did employ people. It is Spike Lee. I love Spike Lee. Uh, this will be the this will be the episode that Spike Lee actually hears and not all the other ones. So before he tries to murder me, I like his work. I just do not like this one.
1: Got it. I gave it a black fist because uh, how could I not? Uh, I mean, like it helps so many black actors out. Lawrence Fishburne was the lead of this, obviously. He's an incredible actor, went on to have an amazing career. I I I would be interested to know what what Tisha Campbell thinks about this movie. I I actually feel like she might still be proud of it, especially because she was like, you know, one of the one of the leads and and did a really good job and like had two songs that she was, you know, singing in and was did a really she was like great. Like I did like I didn't know she could sing like that. Or I'm assuming that was her singing. It, is it her wasn't singing. yeah she she can yeah, sing She's she can really really, really, really yeah. sing and she it was the performance was really great and it was uh tragic at the end, but you know i do I did feel like she had this uh character that was interesting and 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 then winds up getting a, a, like really deeply abused um uh but uh I feel like this movie passed the Beckdale test it did uh which is which is hard for 80s movies to do. Uh, <laughs> um, because of that uh, number because that big old dance number, right? <laughs> because of that dance number. Yeah, they were talking to each other about hair. There and that was a full-on 15-minute musical number. <laughs> Brother, it was. Yeah. Uh it wasn't about men. So, um uh and there were like some cool scenes, you know, just like I don't know, Spike Lee gave, gave a lot of people like uh uh acting at least credits, you know what I mean. And some of them like went on to do more. Some of them didn't. But like, man, he put a lot of people in movies. Like it's it's crazy. And a lot of people had a good like th- that scene with the uh, with Lawrence Fishburne like by, by the um like screaming for her out the window oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Or by the windows and like the women who come out and they're like Oh please like
2: all yeah of that. homegirl that from Medea was was one of them. Holy oh, yeah, crap! She her, is from Medea. Yeah,
1: the friend. Wow. Meet the Brown.
2: She's
0: right. a
1: Brown.
2: Damn. Okay. Go ahead, James. James. Yeah. I mean, I gave it a, I gave it a fist as well, and I, and I pretty much echo both of your sentiments, though. Like, I mean, like, I don't know that I agree with everything that is presented in the movie, but I felt really fed by the end of it. Like, I felt like I, you know, soaked up a lot of stuff and like listened to a lot of fun conversations and and saw beautiful black people on screen um, talking and dealing with stuff. You know, it's written and directed by Spike Lee and i i find as i'm watching more of his films i'm finding them to just be so poignant and and interesting and and um you know again i do not know if i agree with everything that i said but like also you know the one of the biggest black actors in the world is in this movie uh, for and he has two he has two scenes <laughs> and he's now one of the biggest actors in the world um and so you know just a, a lot of put a lot of people to work um, kept kept employing people and um, talked about things that I think we need to at least be thinking about and and asking questions about and uh, so yeah Black Fist.
1: Uh yes, please follow us at Blackman Podcast on Twitter and Instagram blackmanpodcast.com is our website where you can find links to our merch. Uh we got shirts and things from Tee Public. Also a uh, link to our Patreon. We have two uh, bonus episodes every month on Patreon, and you get the backlog from the Patreon stuff. I mean, we've reviewed things like uh, Bird Box, The Help, Endgame, uh, Avengers Endgame, Spider-Man Homecoming, yep. uh, Atlanta, the television show, When They See Us on Netflix. So um, if you like our stuff and you're like, man, I wish you guys had more episodes, we do! It's on Patreon. You gotta pay a little bit for it, but uh, it helps uh, helps us out, so uh, please subscribe. Yes. And uh, if you rate and review us, give, a, give us five stars on iTunes. We'll read your reviews on the air. I'm going to read uh, one right now. This one is from Chrissy Fred. Love, love, love. <laughs> <laughs> I love every bit of this podcast and the hosts, Jonathan, Gerard, and James. Hilarious, insightful, and uh, h- hilarious, insightful with great chemistry. They all bring different perspectives on the movies they discuss. I really appreciate that they bring on guests who can speak better to experience represented it in movies with lgbtq plus leads and or other cultural backgrounds i love all their recurring bits especially more recently when james tries to trick bray and Jura into comparing the movie they are reviewing into ham yeah! i've been <laughs> listening since they came on uh high and mighty and really enjoy their patreon episodes as well check that out too i'd love to see a crossover between black man can't jump in hollywood and culture kings or yo is this racist Oh, oh yeah, no, it's just racist. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, that would be great. Sense, yeah. Um, thank you for that. And let me read one more. This is from uh, uh, Pake in the U.S. Hal and the U.S. Oh wait, no, hold on. Pake in the USA. I got it now. You did it. Peka in the USA. Uh, can't get enough. First heard these guys on Blank Check, and now it's one of my favorite weekly listens. Always manages to make me laugh and teach me something new at the same time. These guys are fun, funny, and insightful, and have a, and have given me a whole different way at looking at films I've seen and have frequently convinced me to give a chance to movies I had written off as not for me, but ended up really enjoying. Baywatch is awesome
2: whoa yes i love yes.
1: Baywatch. Yo, Yo. I love
2: that we got so much to baby Baywatch. watch is
1: good hell yeah <laughs> thanks so much for all you guys that uh all that you guys do p.s i'm from new zealand originally i whoa. would love it if you guys could do a movie from my homeland i don't know how easy it would be to find uh uh maori uh pacifica uh, pacifica guests but one of obviously oh, one of Kai. my friends from new Zealand. films would be amazing. What we do in the shadows. I mean, what we do in the shadows doesn't have people of color leads, but it does have a, a what about the Hitler color one? director. And Hunt for Wilder people are both great and have POC in lead roles. I guess, oh wait, that's not true. I guess what we do in the shadows, they're talking about uh the man. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But, he's but, one of the leads. I But guess. he's also the leader of the, the new, new he's the new vampire. The the
0: the the the, the Hunt and Hitler movie. He plays Hitler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, my first yeah here is from New Zealand. He's a director. You can probably do it. All there right. we go. We can yeah, right. right. figure, we some should, out. We we figure
2: something,
1: something out. We like figure
2: something
1: out. That's great. All right. Uh, thank you, guys. You can follow me at John Braylock. Johnbraylock.com
2: is the website. James? Uh, you can follow me at James Third Comedy. JamesThirdComedy.com. Third is 3RD. Watch Adam Ru- Ruins Everything on Tuesdays at 10 p.m. And when does this episode come out? Does it come out next week?
1: Next week. Uh, not okay. Yeah, not this week, but next week. So okay. September uh, 2nd.
2: uh, Okay, well, then Friday, Uh guess thirtieth, I'm doing a show at eight PM at the Ruby. It's called All Late right. Fees. Come out. We talk about. This is gonna be after oh, that. It's gonna be after. Can we? Can we? Can we pull this out and put this on? Nah, nah I think you nah. missed it. Let's I just think pull this out it. and put this nah, on. Tracy's on.
0: not. She can't do it. I think we missed it. I'm sorry, we man. We got to pull nah, it out and put this on. We We can. Me and Dry are saying we can. not man. I see it in the face. She can't do it. All right. Yeah, we got to pull it out and put it on the next one. Nope. All right. And this is for. If you want to follow me, I'm at Dry Milligan on Twitter
1: and Instagram. Say what's up. All right. Uh, next week, uh, we don't know what we're no, reviewing. No, we have no idea. But on Patreon, we definitely going to review It at some point. I guess. Oh, so hell hey, yeah. It, baby, come on. It, it'll
0: come out when we're in London. It comes out that weekend we're in London. I mean, what? I can't
2: wait. It comes out the weekend we're in London, yeah. Oh, we got it. Can we just do It in London? Oh, that's something to think
1: I about. don't know if we're going to, I don't know <laughs> if we can ruin a movie. I know, that the same <laughs> that's weekend?
0: That's uh, soon. you're right. It'll be the next day.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it'll be the next day. I would day. love to. Can we the do the first bit? It? Oh, well. So then Patreon next month is just both it's. (laughs) (laughs) It it part two. Honestly, that's hilarious. Uh, I'm
1: not against it. I don't hate it. I'm not against it. I don't hate it. Uh, All right. All right. But honestly, we'll we'll just, we'll see you. We'll see you later. Peace. Forever
2: Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey.